Hello everyone, this is Rohit with the New York Organ Donation Awareness Campaign, and today we have for you an interview conducted by Lasya on our community relations team, and the interviewee in question is Chelsea, who is someone that was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, and she tells us her very interesting story about her experience with organ donation. So let's just get right into it. Thank you for meeting with us and telling your story. Um, just to kind of start off with, can you just sort of go through the process of when you donated um, and how that happened and yeah. Um, okay, so um, I was born with cystic fibrosis. I wasn't diagnosed until I was four years old. Um, so I've battled CF all my life, um, which is a genetic uh, lung disease that attacks the lungs. Um, so throughout my childhood, I managed my CF pretty well. Um, but it wasn't until my mid-20s, um, after graduating college and getting a full-time job, um, I got married with my uh, high school sweetheart, bought a house. So, you know, life adds on all those responsibilities on top of already having to take care of my CF. Um, so I did pick up a couple of viruses and ammonia and bugs um, when I was working full-time. Um, and anytime I got hit with a flu, cold, um, pneumonia or any virus, it did set me back. So I'd spent and a couple times I had um, reoccurring pneumothorax, which is when um, you cough so hard, you tear a bit of your lung. Um, and I had to have chest tubes put in numerous times. Um, but by the time I was 27, um, I did have a pneumothorax. Um, three years previously, the one on the right side didn't he did heal. Um, but when the one happened on the left, um, it just wouldn't heal. I was in the hospital for about four months. Um, then they kind of said, you know what, there's nothing we can do from you here on out. We're going to put you on supplemental oxygen um, and see if it resolves on its own. But it actually just, it didn't resolve. It would just get worse. Um, so I was on oxygen for two years. Um, I went through the lung assessment with the Toronto General Hospital. Um, as they said, things weren't getting better. So it's time that we consider transplant. So in late 2016, I did this assessment and I was waiting for approval. Um, by the time it hit, um, I still wasn't on the transplant list. Um, they didn't give me a call back yet. Um, but very suddenly, um, December 14th, 2017, um, I couldn't breathe anymore um, on my oxygen. I turned it all the way up. I still couldn't breathe. So I was rushed to St. Joe's. Um, from there, they then transferred me to Toronto General because I had to be placed on the ventilator and the ECMO machine, um, as I had severely high levels of CO2 poisoning, um, as my lungs weren't working at all. So um, right then and there, I was immediately put on the transplant list. Um, they said, good thing I had did the assessment um, previous, previously, so they had all my info on file, um, and I was easily um, accessible to the transplant list because they had all the info. So I was put on the list right away. Um, I did wait three weeks um, until the pair of lungs came in. Um, I don't remember like getting a call or anything because I was pretty much in a coma um, on those life-saving machines. So um, my family did say that there was a set that came in a couple perfect match. Um, so they did have kind of like a false call. Um, and then later that night, I got the call for the, the set that was a match and the surgery was, was about 10 hours. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, uh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it's quite the story. 
Yeah, and yeah. I apologize. For some reason, I thought you had donated an organ, not received an organ. So I apologize. No, yeah, that. that's okay. Yeah, I received a double lung transplant January 5th, 2018. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, would you? mind sharing with us what the hardest part of being an organ recipient is? Um, I say uh, it's definitely hard. Um, the recovery process, I'd say, was, is, was the hardest. Um, you know, I didn't really know I was getting a transplant till afterwards because I was in such a severely bad state. Um, but I just remember waking up kind of being confused, you know, like what went on, what happened. Um, obviously you're in a lot of pain, but they do control it. But, um, I had no idea that I would have to learn how to breathe again with the new lungs because I was in such a severely critical state that being bedridden for those three weeks prior to getting lungs, I lost all muscle function, breathing muscle function around my lungs. So I had to build that back up actually after getting the new lungs. So I was on the ventilator um, longer than usual because of the state I was in going into it. Um, and I also had to learn how to walk again, uh, talk and eat, um, use my hands, hold my head up, um, just because I was bedridden for so long. So the recovery for me was a lot longer than usual. Um, I was in hospital for a total of about two years recovering. Um, usually, if you go in a state that you can walk into it, but you're on oxygen, Usually it could be from anywhere for three to six months that you're in hospital and then you do rehab um, from home and, and doing checkups. But for me, it was a lot longer just because of the state I was in. Yeah, that's actually really interesting because I've, I've never actually met a lung transplantee. So um, that's, I didn't think about the fact that you have to completely relearn. Yeah, and, and you know, going into it, they give you the booklet, like when I went for the assessment, but they, they don't tell you that part because everyone's different going into it. Um, so I definitely woke up my recipients and uh, my mom actually reached out to a friend of mine, um, Pearl Cooley, who also had a double lung transplant, who was a, also a CF warrior. And she actually did come to visit me, which was so nice. And I really appreciate her for doing that because um, the questions I was asking my family, obviously they had no idea the answers to. And, you know, they would say things to try and make me feel better, but it was really good talking to someone who's also been through it. And, you know, she told me, don't worry, you will get there. It takes time, but in the end, it will be worth it. And she was so right. But I'm definitely glad she came and visited me and gave me that um, encouragement for sure. That actually relates to my next question about how have you found the community um, of people with organ, organ recipients or just in general, specifically lung recipients? How have you found that community and how has it helped you? Oh, it, like it's happened it's helped a great deal. I actually wish I found the community online beforehand because, you know, when the doctors told me, you know, you have to consider a transplant, like my heart sunk and, you know, I felt alone because I had no one to talk to about it. No one I knew had been through it. And um, there are so many unknowns and it's, you know, it's definitely scary getting any kind of transplant. So, um, after my transplant, I definitely reached out to like Facebook communities, Instagram sites, and I've connected with so many people. So I've made a ton of friends um, and even people I met who were like um, kind of like a roommate to me at the hospital at Toronto General. Um, we remembered each other's faces and, you know, we would, you know, wave to each other when we were doing our like our rehab walks around the, the unit. So we would see each other. Um, but it was nice that we actually found each other online and we've kept in touch and we're all like a really good group of friends and 
the support's amazing. So, you know, I'm very thankful for the community um, online and social media in, ge in general, because when I was little, there was no social media. Yeah, definitely. I found one of the biggest things about being a young person and being yeah. able to have access to social media is the amount of groups that you find for, yeah. for different things. It's insane, but it's super yes. supportive. Yes, like um, I found I found groups not only for transplant, but for CF as well, um, being donors as well. And um, my donors family actually wrote a letter to me. Um, so I was so happy to get that letter. And, um, you know, we wrote back and forth. So that's been really nice too. Um, so my, my next question for you is how has your life changed, whether it's mentally or emotionally, since you've actually received your transplant? Um, so I guess I've always had like um, with CF, you know, I never took any moment or my health for granted. So I always kind of, you know, just did what I had to do and live my life to the best that I can. Um, so with transplant, it's just like enhanced that even more. Um, you know, so I always tell people, you know, that I love them, how I feel, um, and just having that amazing support from family and friends and also the transplant community. Um, it's also um, allowed me to actually raise more awareness for CF and transplant shy to actually talk about my CF. I kind of kept it to myself. Um, so transplant has really, you know, just kind of taught me that my story can help others. So um, I've really been doing a lot of like educate, educational um, speaking, guest speaking appearances um, at schools and hospitals, um, as well as a lot of fundraisers for CF and transplant. Definitely, I found that a lot of people, I've spoken to multiple uh, people who've received and donated, and I think the biggest thing is being able to give back is yeah. a huge thing. And that's, yeah, especially since, you know, we like this gift, like I can't thank my donor enough so I just want to make her proud and, you know, help as many people as I can. Um, you know, that's what I think all of our purpose is to, you know, help each other out and just be there for each other. Give back when you can. Definitely. And with, you know, giving back, what do you think is the biggest part of your journey that you wish others knew who were who were thinking about becoming an organ donor or are sort of in the process of doing it? What do you think? they should know about your journey? Um, I think they should know, like, I know I had a lot of doubts and I thought, you know, like, there's no way I can do this or, but honestly, like I've been through every obstacle you can think of um, and you can overcome it. You know, you are strong, do believe in yourself and you can get through anything that, you know, you put your mind to um, fear get too much in the way. Um, and also consider about registering to be a donor because, you know, even though I grew up with CF, I always thought, you know what, why not be a donor? And, you know, even if they can't take my lungs, they can take other things. And, you know, I think that's an awesome thing to live on in other people. And why not save someone's life if you can? Yeah, I definitely agree. That's a mm -hmm. strong message. And it's just sort of related to the question, but do you have anything specifically to young adults that are thinking about becoming an organ donor or signing up to be an organ donor? Um, since ODAC, we do focus more on um, young adults and we have um, a social media presence. So anything specific to them that you would like to say? Uh, to younger trans to transplant or young organ donors? Um, I Just young organ donors. Or if you have anything to say to young transplantees as well. Um, so to both groups, um, young transplant recipients and young organ donors, um, you know, you you can always do it, um, you know, if um, 
your, you know, like if to be a liver or a kidney donor, um, you know, you only need one kidney and they, um, you know, you can be any age to donate. Um, and they do say, you know, when you donate when you're younger, it actually has a longer life expectancy. Um, so it is definitely something to consider if you want to help someone or you know a friend or someone um, in need. Um, and it's always good to spread awareness and just, you know, um, know that, you know, um, to be an organ donor or a donor recipient, there is no age limit. And, you know, um, some organ donors are like, I have a friend, she was five months old and she received a multi-organ transplant. So, you know, you can be any age. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And this is, I'm not sure if we've already talked about this multiple mm -hmm. times, but by sharing your story, what do you hope to achieve? And what is your sort of ultimate goal after receiving your um, your transplant? What is your ultimate goal to share with other people? Um, I just wanted to share my story so that it gives other people hope who are maybe being told they have to go on the transplant list or you know, told there's no other medical options we can do for you besides transplant. And I just want those people to know that, yeah, it is a hard thing to uh, swallow, but let them know that you can do it. And it is, it is so worth it. Like it is a hard journey, but in the end, it is so worth it. Um, you know, definitely don't let fear get in the way um, and always keep fighting, never give up. And for those who, um, who are considering organ donation, um, I just want to share my story to educate others because some people don't realize that, you know, they think, oh, I'm too old or, oh, I have this medical condition, so I can't donate, but, but you can. So don't let, you know, those myths, um, you know, a rumor you heard stop you from being an organ donor. Um, so, you know, I encourage people to visit the beadonor.ca uh, website, also the Trillium Gift of Life Network, as they have a lot of inf informative information so that you can make a, a good decision based on um, information that is true. Yeah, people definitely need to yeah. hear more about that. And yeah, I think the biggest issue with organ donation is that people definitely hear things like yeah, things that'll hold them back that aren't yes. necessarily true. So yeah, definitely and, yeah. and my last question is, um, are you part of any really impactful groups impactful on your life groups? And what has been your best memory surrounding this entire experience for you? Um, well, I'm an advocate for Life Network, so I do a lot of um, fundraising for them. And every birthday of mine, I always host a Trillium Gift of Life um, celebration. Um, so I get donations from friends and family. Um, I hand out the um, Be a Donor ribbons and pins. Um, so I do that every year for my birthday just to celebrate, you know, the gift of life that I was given um, and to be able to continue this life of mine. Um, so I do a lot of uh, advocating for Trillium Gift of Life Network. Um, and I've also shared my story with a lot of um, organ donation companies as well. So they do, I have done a couple articles um, just to spread awareness on my story and how others can register to be a donor as well. So now you've heard Chelsea's story, which I must say is very inspirational. But know that we have more stories coming your way, so stay tuned to our podcast.